Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. We've seen a deterioration in the level of play without any practice time, and yet we also have guys still load managing because of the schedule. So the way they're looking at it is, let's play fewer games, but but let's have everybody playing every game and figure out a way to create a schedule where we still have teams taking games off because at 82 you can afford to. If you play a, a lesser schedule, every game's going to be a little more meaningful. That's Rick Buecher on the NBA attempting to curb load management. PK, I, I bet it was back in 2005 we were talking about a 66-game season. Play everybody twice, except in your division, you play them four times. Boom, 66. There it is. 16 games gone. You're getting rid of back-to-backs. That ought to fix it. I don't think it's boom, there it is. I think it's whoop, there it is. Oh, in this case, it's boom. In other cases, it is whoop. But right now, boom. I didn't even know that they have divisions anymore. We don't really... I never look at the standards of divisions. You know, you can, you can set it up on your computer however you want. I always look at it in conferences. The thing that does is it would give a few more games, you know, to the geographic rivals. So the Boston, New Yorks, and Phillies can play each other and the Lakers and the Clippers and the Warriors, you know, that kind of thing. I don't think it's as critical for the Jazz unless you feel some kind of real pull to, you know, seeing more games with Denver. But there are teams, you know, the Texas teams, where uh, that could matter. Woj says uh, they changed the date. We've been saying July 31st on the NBA restart. The NBA tweaked it, or is in the process of tweaking it. Expected July 30. It's not a big deal, but hey, it's a day earlier. It's a day we don't have to wait, so I'll take it. Good for you. Did you see the pictures on social media of the Joker? Denver Nuggets star, Nikola Djokic. Skinny. He's dropped some pounds. Barely recognized him. Well, as my mother once said, 90% of that is a half joker. 99% of them is a half joker. Okay, I'll figure out what that means later. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I like our setup right now. You know, I, I love the way Gino fits together in, in our role and all that. So that it's not really available at, at this time for us. But if Russ ever got tangled up and couldn't play or something, Cap would have been an extraordinary candidate to take over because of his the dynamics of his play. You know, we've always really cherished the unique qualities that players bring in, and he had a unique style that we couldn't have respected more. But but as the backup, you know, I hope he's going to get a, get a chance to, to, to do that because he really he deserves to be playing. That's Pete Carroll right there. Said uh, he regrets not signing Colin Kaepernick in 2017 and says he got a call early in the day from another team asking about Kaepernick. But they got Geno Smith, so they're good to go. Hey, he deserves to play, just not here. That could be a distraction and a headache and a lot of questions. And I really think another coach should take on that headache and answer those questions. Have that press conference, get in the mix, see if he can tick off his GM and his owner or his fan base or the corporate sponsors or his players. Baltimore Ravens coach John Harbaugh voicing his frustrations Thursday 
Over the guidelines, the NFL has sent outlining procedures for the full reopening of practices. Told a radio station, I've seen all the memos on that. To be quite honest with you, it's impossible what they're asking us to do. Humanly impossible. So we're going to do everything we can do. We're going to have space. We're going to have masks. But you know it's a communication sport. We have to be able to communicate with each other in person. We have to practice. I guess we'll watch them sweat this out and figure it out. Or ignore it and wait for the games to start while they complain about whatever their issues are. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. I don't want this to sound blasphemous, but time is running out on Nick Saban. Uh, It's been two years since he's won a national championship, two seasons. That's a long time. He hasn't gone that far or that long at Alabama uh, since the early part of his career there. And I think this is his best team. Uh, The season is unknown at this point. However, uh, there are many other programs catching up a little bit. It's no longer, you can no longer make a, a blanket statement, Nick Saban's going to win a bunch, of nation, a bunch of national championships. That's Paul Feinbaum and his dog saying that time is running out on Nick Saban, who is 68, he'll turn 69 during this season, two years without a national title. You know, he's had a lot of assistants who've gone in, studied the program, learned what he does, and, and they go try to replicate it somewhere else. And Clemson really has it down cold. Two things going on there. What are the two things? One, Clemson's gotten really good, and two, he's gone through a lot of assistant coaches. He has to keep training new guys, and they take what they learn from him and go somewhere else and try and do their own thing. But he's constantly cycling through assistants and coordinators. I think over time that's had an impact. And if those assistants and coordinators learn how to recruit the best players, they're going to win. There it is. And even if they don't, if they just take away a few from him and lower the level of the Alabama team a little more, that makes it easier for Clemson to beat him. Or whoever else, you know, is LSU this past season. Well, I mean, time's running out on everybody. Nobody stays on top forever and ever, so it doesn't matter who you are. Nick Saban is no different than anybody else. Who's going to win every single year? It's been two years. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? Ask Jim Harbaugh what he thinks about it's been two years. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh. And a little more than two. Michigan's right on the cusp, though. Come on. Jim's on the phone. I'll trade my problems for your problems, Nick. I'll take all your problems. Give them to me. You have mine. And Feinbaum, get a manly dog, not a little yapper. That was a little yapper. You could just tell that dog had to weigh about nine and a half pounds. Yeah, get a real dog, man. Jeez. Come on, Paul. My dad always liked the medium-sized dog. The the 20 to 25-pound dog. Cocker Spaniels. Uh, No, no. All dogs, in order to enjoy your dog completely, it's got to be in the 60 to 80 pound range. Really? Absolutely, yes. Get a real dog. We had a neighbor. I don't know how big this dog was because I was a kid, but in my mind, it was almost a horse. Now, it probably wasn't, but our neighbor, Travis, Travis Wolf, he was the same grade as me, and he, his family had a great Dane. They go running around the neighborhood with the Great Dane. That dog was huge. Totally intimidating. Nice dog, though, but totally intimidated me. I mean, I was like seven. The dog was as big as me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. NCAA Division I Football Oversight Committee passed a six-week practice plan 
to kick off the season in time, so now it's got to be approved by the NCAA Division I Council. But if it does, that means BYU and Utah would open their fall camps on August 5. So, circle that date. DJ PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. If they can't get an agreement in the next week or so, then I think the commissioner probably just pivots to, hey, we're going to play whether it's 48 games or 56 games, whatever it ends up being. They can announce that next week, and then then at least we'll know. That's Fox Sports' John Morosi. The short-term outlook for Major League Baseball. If he's right, then all this back and forth is coming to an end, and I, I think we'll all enjoy that. Get on Thank it. goodness for John Morosi and Rick Buecher, huh? <laughs> Former Boston Red Sox manager and Houston Astros bench coach Alex Cora is taking responsibility for his role in the sign-stealing saga, but he's not ready to shoulder all the blame. His quote, out of this whole process, if there is one thing that I completely reject and disagree with is people within the Astros organization singling me out, particularly, he cites the former GM, Jeff Lunau, as if I were the sole mastermind. If there's one thing I'm absolutely sure of it, it's that it was not a two-man show. We all did it, and let me be very clear, I'm not denying my responsibility, because we were all responsible. Can't wait to get back to baseball so they get thrown at and we can talk about this again. Well, that makes sense. I mean, at the very least, he couldn't have been the sole mastermind, because even if he created it, he wasn't up there swinging the bat. Yeah, right. And he wasn't the one banging the trash cans. That would have looked... That would have been awfully suspicious <laughs> if the bench coach didn't talk out like, like, like he's in the band. <laughs> hey, Ringo, knock it off. <laughs> so, of course, there has to be other people involved. Simple logic would dictate that. So, if anybody, I don't know, I, I don't walk in his shoes, so I haven't paid attention to where Joey Cora, man, if we wouldn't have had him, none of this wouldn't have happened. I don't know if it's to that point. But common sense would indicate that, of course, he wasn't the only one involved. Even if he was the one who created the whole scheme, there had to have been other people involved in it. And I still want to know the other teams because it just I don't think it stopped at Boston and Houston. We've heard the rumors, but, man, they've closed up shop on this one. There's nothing leaking out about it. Who else did it? They're taking well, all the cares. heat. Nobody cares if Kansas City did it because you didn't win enough. If I take steroids and still suck, nobody cares. <laughs> I was all roided up. I had eight homers. Yeah. I had eight homers and 23 ribbies before I was benched, platooned, and then benched. Right. And there were actually plenty of guys who did that. We heard all kinds of stories about guys who you know, are double or triple A and trying to get to the major leagues and play enough to get their pension, but they're not stars and Bonds and Sosa and McGuire and Clemens are. So yeah. we talk about A-Rod because he got busted twice. Right. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL's in uh, Orlando for the tournament starting July 8th. They find out who's going to be in their group. Conveniently, Colorado Rapids and Sporting Kansas City. Also, Minnesota. It was amazing how many of the uh, rivals ended up in the same group. It was uh, fluky. What were the odds on that, Yak? About a billion to one? Yeah, pretty much. LA teams were together. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not here. Ah, you did you care? Him? Yeah. Well, the only thing I would say is that I would precede rivals with the word bitter. <laughs> Particularly in the case of Sporting Kansas City. We hate it's them. them. They, they hate, hate us. us. <laughs> you can't have that anymore. 
That's it's, just politically incorrect. Nor can you call the stadium the riot anymore, guys. No, yeah, Come probably, on. Probably can't call it the riot anymore. That's I've been telling you that for years. It's about. To, it's like the text line. I've been telling you not to pay attention to that for years. 64636, six, right. keyword zone. Text. Oh, wait. It doesn't work anymore. Let me try logging into the system real quick. Thing. You can't have the word riot. I said, if you'd been through a riot, you wouldn't do it. Now you've all been through one. And, you know, you run from it. Listen to me. DJ and PK. Here's Rom at the eighth, just a moment ago. Pretty good there. Well, we were hoping for better audio with no fans <laughs> surrounding the course. We apologize if anybody was offended by what they may have heard there. Golf. Hello, bleeping friends. I'm Jim Nance. I haven't been around for three months, and now i got to start apologizing for people. Well, hey. without the gallery there to drain out, go- drain, drown out the golfers, drain them out, drown out the golfers, we heard everything. That's a good bleeping shot. That's a good bleeping yeah. shot. Let me tell you something. It's the way Sun Devils talk. You got a problem <laughs> with that? It's on you. Justin Rose, Harold Varner III, tied at seven under. Uh, there's a group of like five guys at six under. Tony Finau is two under. Zach Blair, one over. Keith Clearwater, six over after one day. You know, and it's different because there's no defense, but you do wonder when there's been a long layoff, how are people going to come back? And that is about what the scoreboard ought to look like at the Colonial. I mean, it's, uh, it's a shorter course. The guys usually go pretty low. Not a big surprise that there'd be a bunch of people, you know, shooting 65 and lower. I think there were like 15 people, 65 or better. Oh, I would think these guys have been honing their game now for weeks. So yeah, I don't see where that's a big issue. I mean, I think you'd be able to golf. You can get up. They, this is what they do for a job. So I don't think they've sat around for three months without touching clubs. So, yeah, I expected it completely. So you want to draw a line then to basketball that they're going to be playing five on five for weeks before they start playing games again on July 30th. So it ought to look pretty good, too. Just well, Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles told us that he and his team would be ready to go. And yep. He's a 32-year-old man who's been playing professionally for many, many years. So 15. if he's yeah, if he's saying that, he's saying that for a reason. So yes, it's a little bit different because you know there is a more of a team element there. But and I think for the Jazz. The, the biggest thing is going to be adjusting rotations without one of their mainstays as opposed to the layoff. The layoff is a factor for sure, but I think bigger factor is what are they going to do without the loss of someone who's been there? How many games has Bogdanovich missed? I mean, he had an issue early on in the early. season. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, he's been there and he's been a new player and that stuff takes time. So I think that can stall the process a little bit figuring out who's going to be playing where and when and all that type of stuff because they're going to have to come up with a with a lineup without him in it for the first time in a long time. All right, there you are. That's what's trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up today, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Ryan Lacey, former Utah cornerback, is going to join us at 9 o'clock. Really critical of Morgan Scally. Says he heard some uh, inappropriate stuff up there. We're going to talk with him about that and get his take on that. You'll be able to hear that at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.